everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. My name is Ray Trevino, and I am your host. Each week, we will explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling, balanced, and meaningful life. Our podcast brings together entrepreneurs, business executives, coaches, and everyday people like you and me who have seen challenges and have overcome adversities to create success and find balance in their lives. Whether you're a young professional seeking to make an impact in your career, a parent looking to balance work and family life, or a retiree seeking to create a new purpose, our podcast is something for everyone. So join us as we delve into the world of living a balanced and purposeful life and discover how you can create a life of balance and purpose for yourself. Today's guest is the founder and clarity coach at Catalyst Crew and the creator of Build You System. I would like to welcome Austin Moore to our show. Austin, how are you today, man? I'm doing fantastic, Ray. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I, I can't complain. Life is good. It's nice and cool. We've got a cloudy day, a little bit of rain coming into the office window, and you know, it's it's kind of a peaceful setting. So it's wonderful to have you. That. Would you mind telling Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and throw in a fun fact that most people don't know about you? Yeah, man. So I. Uh... I, re- I started a staffing business several years ago, ran that uh, pretty successfully, but had um, had a realization in my life that, uh, you know, who was I building for? Was I building for myself or was I building for my family? I came, I became a father partway through that journey, um, grew the company very successfully, good revenue, good headcount, all that good stuff, everything that I thought I wanted. Um, and then I just, I realized I was, I was not around. I wasn't present even when I was around. And and I just, uh, I realized that I needed to do some more work on myself. And so I took some time off. I left that business, um, did some soul searching, spent a lot of time with my daughter and realized that I wanted my work to fit like a puzzle piece into my life instead of me trying to squeeze life in around the edges. And so I, uh, I discovered a lot of things that really helped me with that. And, um, really to, really helped me to become the person I needed to be to for my daughter. And I wanted to share that with the world. And so that was kind of where Catalyst Crew started. And that's what I do now is I, I, I help folks, uh, particularly founders um, and high achieving individuals, uh, you know, find their purpose um, and really try to create an impact in the world while also still being there for their families. So that's kind of where I'm at now, man. Um, as far as an interesting fact, um, I played, uh, I kicked and punted in college, uh, for the football team. Um, won some awards doing that one national player of the week. I was only the second person in my school to ever win that award. So yeah, I don't, I don't talk about that a lot, but, uh, one of the cooler moments in my life. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Not even know you were a kicker and a punter. Yep. You should have just played taken that into the NFL, dude. Dude, I tore my Achilles. I uh, had a chance to go play at a bigger school, Colorado State, mm. and uh, it was uh, I had to sit out a year because I transferred. And then um, I was playing pickup pa- pickup basketball on Martin Luther King Day. We had the day off from school. I was at the rec center playing pickup basketball. Came down on an ankle um, trying to steal a pass and uh, tore my Achilles apart and tons of other ligaments and tendons in my leg and. It was black and blue from my hip to my foot, mm. and uh, that was that was kind of the end. It was about a probably a solid year, year and a half before I was able to uh, really start doing anything again. They had me on all kinds of heavy opiates, and yeah, it was a it was a rough patch for sure. 
Wow. Did that thing roll up? Was it a complete tear? It wasn't a complete tear. Um, so it didn't rupture, but basically like your Achilles tendon kind of has like several tendons all meeting together. And I tore, mm-hmm. I tore about half of it is what happened. So it was, it was gnarly though. I mean, you could stick your finger into my leg and it would go about this deep into the swelling. So, Gosh. and it stayed like that for months. Man, that was always my biggest fear is, is rupturing my Achilles. I played club soccer too until I was 33 and I did get involved oh, wow. with, I, yeah, I didn't get involved with um, alumni football leagues too. And the last alumni football game I played, I was 38 years old and I tore both of my tendons in my bicep long and short oh. distal tendon. So that was exciting. Had to, had to get yeah, that repaired rather so quickly. Oh gosh. Yeah. Not like an Achilles though. I'd, I'd take the biceps over the Achilles any day, even though it was, it was a tough recovery after surgery, but I could still walk, you know, and that's one of the things that's pretty scary. And so you grew a staffing business to, to over eight figures. Was that just not fulfilling enough for you? A lot of people would be happy with that. You know, it's funny because I really struggled with that. Um, you know, we were doing close to 20 million in revenue. Um, and you know, we had, we had around 20 employees. I was flying to Florida twice a week and hanging out at Clearwater beach and growing my team in Tampa Bay. And, you know, had I been a single guy, like, I don't think life could have been much better. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. There was, there was a couple components there. First off, you know, becoming a dad in the middle of that. And, you know, I wrote a post on LinkedIn today about getting a text while I was in, while I was in the hotel and it was my daughter's first step. And, you know, I'm down there in Florida and it's like, ouch, you know, you, you realize the things you're missing. And, and honestly, it really, it, it kind of awakened some things in my soul. You know, I, and I, you and I have talked about this before, but I had some pretty serious issues with drinking. And one of the things that I discovered after I escaped that piece of my life was like how heavy regret can weigh on us. And also how easy it is to get caught up in, you know, the worldly expectations of what our life is supposed to look like. And, you know, it had gotten me in trouble once. Um, Here I am again, kind of chasing, you know, this, this premise of like what, what society tells us success looks like, you know, and I was, you know, I was making a ton of money. Um, I never had to worry about anything. I could buy whatever I wanted. I, you know, all of that financial aspect of my life was set, but I found myself, you know, between that moment of seeing her first steps from 3000 miles away to there was one of the very last moments was my daughter was sitting there jumping on my bed and I'm looking at her and she's like, you know, a little over a year old. She's just being silly. And I'm looking at her and I'm just not there. Like there was, I was having horrible anxiety, so much stress. And in that moment, I, I literally was debating checking myself into the hospital. Um, it was anxiety like I had had during my addiction struggle. And I just, I sat there and thought, you know, I can't even take care of my daughter. Like if something happened right now, I am not in the place to, to make a, you know, a good decision. I'm not in the place to really take care of her. And about a week later was when I finally just said, I'm, I'm out. And, um, it was extremely hard decision, you know, leaving, making that much money to making nothing, not knowing what the future is going to look like. Um, but you know, inevitably 
you know, it was the best decision I needed to make for her. Uh, you know, life wasn't, life wasn't about me. It never was about me, but that, that was really what proved it for me. Now you'd mentioned that you had the same anxiety as you did when you suffered from alcoholism. What were you feeling at that moment? What was pressing you that was causing that anxiety? You know, I had, um, you know, full transparency. There's, there's a a lawsuit ongoing, unfortunately, between me and my ex-business partner. So there's some things I can say, some things I can't, but there was some pretty significant differences in our leadership styles, in our beliefs for the future of the company, things that both of us wanted to do with the company, things that were happening behind the scenes that um, I didn't agree with. Um, and it caused a lot of turmoil with the team. And, you know, I was kind of the more active leader. I was there in the company handling, you know, problems and managing things. And I, I was just involved very much more so than, you know, my business partner was at the time. And so most of those complaints and frustrations flowed through me. And I was honestly, I was internalizing a lot of it and Mm -hmm. it just, it was not a, uh, it was not a healthy environment. Um, and it just, it, it plagued me constantly. I was having lots of difficulty sleeping. Um, I had pretty much permanent stress and anxiety. Um, yeah, it, it honestly felt a lot like, it felt a lot like my addiction. I felt trapped. I felt really stuck. I felt like I didn't know what to do. Um, and I just felt like something else was controlling me um, instead of, you know, allowing, you know, myself to look to the future, um, you know, allow God to kind of guide me on that journey. It was, it was everything. It was tied. It was tied to that. And um, yeah, it was kind of a day of reckoning, to be honest with you. And so what gave you the strength just to let go and say, you know what, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, it was really, there was two moments. There was that one with my daughter and one week prior, my brother had taken me to the Denver Broncos football game. And I just remember we were there. It was just the two of us. Um, Usually we had a great time together. And I remember him just looking me in the eyes and he said, man, you're like, you're not the same person anymore. He's like, I feel like you're not even here. And, um, you know, that kind of rattled me. And then the moment with my daughter was just kind of the, the final final nail in the coffin, if you want to call it that. Mm, that's it, just, tough. it just, yeah, it was just, it just was that moment where I realized I, I had to, I had to make some changes, you know? Well, let's, let's go back. So what, what got you involved in the staffing industry to begin with? Is this something that you thought about while going through college? Not really. And, and there is a component to that as well. You know, I had lived, honestly, I, I, I had lived somewhat unintentionally. I think sports had guided me to a certain place where I had my identity kind of tied to that. You know, I was an athlete, I'd gotten to the collegiate level and I was, you know, I was that until that day at the rec center when I, all of a sudden I wasn't. And, you know, they, they had me on all these opiates and it just kind of took me down a, you know, kind of a dark path and, from that moment on, it was like, I kind of filled this hole. My grandfather passed. There was a lot of stuff that happened in that period of time. And, you know, I just, I was really, I was really kind of just floating through life. And I landed, I took several jobs. I ended up landing in staffing. And what was interesting, and I say this a lot, is that I, I had found something that I was good at. And it also had several components uh, that I enjoyed, you know, 
I got to go out on the road and I got to meet people. I wasn't always set, sitting in a cubicle. There was a social component to it. You know, I sat in a bullpen with quite a few other people. So, you know, it was fun. It's a very high stress industry though. Um, you know, which definitely played into the drinking. There's a heavy drinking culture in that industry too. And, um, you know, I was good at it. And so, you know, being kind of young and naive and not really having a purpose in my life, I, I, I falsely believed that being good at something was what the goal was like, find something you're good at and go with it. So I did. And I did that for about 10 years. And, you know, towards the end, I had realized something was missing. And so I decided to start my own, you know, kind of part, part of that is real. Like I wanted to be my own boss, but I, I chased it into something that I was good at um, instead of something that, you know, was truly at the core of, of what my purpose was and what my, you know, future wanted to look like. I, I hadn't really thought about that very much. And so I jumped into this business. I was very good at it, built it obviously very successfully between those moments I had with my brother, my daughter, the challenges I had with my team and my business partner. Um, it kind of, for, I, when I left, I honestly felt pretty broken and it really caused me to really realize that I needed some intentionality around my life. I had not really thought like if I continue to do this same industry for 15 more years, what does my life look like then? You know what I mean? And I knew something was missing and through that, you know, kind of self discovery process, um, it, it brought me to this deeper purpose and, you know, kind of finding more of the spiritual aspect of my life and what that mission looks like. And, you know, that's kind of where this evolved to. You know, you made a good point for our listeners out there that just because it's good doesn't mean it's going to be fulfilling. A lot of people jump into something because it sounds good or it looks good or it seems appealing later to just become broken. Like you said, I, I want to hear more about your discovery process after, after you went through your downfall, your Broncos game with your brother, uh, the incident with your daughter, how did your discovery process work into realizing what your actual purpose was? So it's funny. Cause I say this a lot, like I was doing everything right, but I still felt, I still felt like shit, you know, I did. <laughs> and I, I, I was exercising constantly. I was, you know, I was running, I was lifting weights, I was eating healthy, I was, you know, financially fit, all of these things. Um, but I still felt this way. And I had, I had my daughter there with me. So it's like, I felt like I had all these components that were supposedly supposed to fill up a happily, happy, fulfilled life. Um, you know, and, and it just, when I felt broken, it was like the pieces just fell on the floor. And I realized, like, I got to pick all this back up. And I cannot do it the same way. And so honestly, I started exploring anything and everything I could. I started listening to every podcast under the sun. I started reading books. I started writing. I started journaling. I started meditating. Um, I even went and tried uh, this ketamine therapy. So I did some, you know, psychedelics. And through that process, I realized that, you know, a big component of what I was missing was, you know, yes. I was physically fit. Yes, I was financially fit. I was honestly even pretty mentally fit from the struggles I had had with my alcohol, alcohol issues. You know, I, I had a perseverance to me, but the area that I was missing was, it was like this spiritual component. And it, I didn't have that. I was pretty spiritually broken. And 
I realized that I had to figure that part out. And through all of those different things, I realized that that was the piece that was missing. Um, you know, psychedelics definitely kind of helped connect me to that. So did writing, so did learning. Um, so to just connecting to a deeper level of myself. And I think all of those kind of had a, you know, a part to play in that discovery. Um, you know, and through that process, you know, I kind of reestablished my relationship with God. Um, I really started to go on this journey of discovering, you know, what does that relationship look like? Ironically, right about that same exact time, you know, God brought uh, Anna into my life. I met her just by happenstance at the museum, uh, Denver, Denver Museum of Nature and Science. Um, and it's wild because the two of us just align on so much, including that. And she introduced me to the church that I now go to. Um, and it was like, you know, the pastor said, basically, he talked about everything that I felt like I believed in, but needed to kind of solidify my understanding about. Um, and that journey has just, you know, continued. And uh, I can tell you, I just feel, I feel like a whole different person than even just a year ago, um, you know, through that journey. That's amazing. As you were talking about your journey, I could see your facial expressions changing when you got into the spirituality of it. And then you talked about Anna and where you're at now, your serious face, you, you gained a little bit of a grin there, Austin. So thanks for smiling at me. And, and now, so this brought you to uh, the Catalyst crew. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, there's several things that I talk about with the business. Um, you know, the holistic approach that we have to have to life. So many people are chasing this, you know, society driven, you know, a uh, picture of what life should look like. Um, so many of us get to that point and then we become fathers, you know, or mothers. Um, and we realize that there's just this deeper piece. And so many things, so many people do follow very similar paths to what I followed, where, um, you know, you, you realize that you need to exercise. It's good for your, your body. You know, you need to do things for your mind. You know, you need to figure out your finances and all these different areas, but there's, there's that, that component missing too. And so, you know, I had realized it obviously kind of the hard way. And a friend of mine gave me the piece of advice. And I was really searching for what I wanted to do next. I knew I wanted to start a business. I really enjoy working for myself. I wanted it to be a puzzle piece in my life. And I wanted it to be around my lifestyle this time instead of me trying to squeeze it in on the end and make that same mistake. And so he had said to me, you know, if you want to start a business, think of an issue that you've had in the last several years of your life and go help people with that same challenge. And so that was kind of what I started talking about on LinkedIn. I started having a few people reach out. I feel the same way. You know, continually I had conversations of, you know, I'm drinking too much. I'm not there for my family. I've, I've done everything I'm, I thought I was supposed to do, but I'm still just, I'm lost. Um, you know, I have, everybody thinks I'm crazy for wanting to feel this way. Um, they think I have it all. They would, they would give anything to be in the position I'm at, but I'm not, I'm not fulfilled. And it's like the story just repeats and repeats and repeats um, over and over again. I mean, I've talked to, I've been doing this since this summer, so not even that long. And it's like, I've talked to probably 50 to a hundred people who have the same exact story um, of where they have done everything society says they're supposed to do, but they're, they're, they're not finding fulfillment there. You know, that's a, a 
I think you and I maybe talked about this, how we were raised, and I know we were talking about it earlier here at the show, we're raised to live a certain way. You know, society's expectations are placed upon us since birth, you know, and not just in the fact of our names and where we're going to grow up, but it's how we're going to grow up. You know, then we get into the school system. The school system tells us what we should be or who we should be based on what we can learn. And there's never really a critical thinking aspect that's imposed on us, you know, to, to what do you actually find fulfilling, right? We have to follow a certain curriculum, whether we like it or not. And that, that leads us to high school. In high school, you're, you're meeting with your guidance counselor who says, you know, Austin, you'd really be a good doctor. And you're like, what? <laughs> where'd that even come from? Well, you're good at science and biology. And, and then here you go following a path of something that you, you're questioning to begin with. And we're never really given the opportunity to explore. And so I think that has a lot to do with what society is facing today. And I, I recently read, and, and I'm going to mess this all up, but I recently read an article on uh, kids with depression, high school kids with depression, elementary kids with depression. And one of the uh, things that they are doing to help them with this is taking them out to serve right, to go feed the homeless. And they're finding that in this fulfillment of serving others, it's helping them regain themselves and and overcoming their depression. And it's kind of like what what your friend had told you, you know, this is the first thing you do is serve people who have gone through what you've gone through and help them get better. And this will lead you on your path. So that's that's an excellent story. Now, what does the Build You system consist of? Yeah. So on the name in general, Catalyst Crew, my, my kind of slogan that I tied to Catalyst Crew, I love the, I love the word catalyst because it's, you know, it's, it's something that causes a change in us. And so often it has to be moments. You know, for me, I've had two major catalysts. It was, you know, I was to the point of like being suicidal from alcohol and, you know, navigate my way out. You know, I hit rock bottom with my business and it's like, that's the catalyst to change. And it, it, you know, when you look back on it, it's, you know, I often say we're in like this, it feels like you're in a tornado and then you look back on life and it's all these moments kind of lead you, you know, to, to each other. But what I try to say to folks is like, we don't have to hit rock bottom. We don't have to hit those moments where it's like, we just feel a hundred percent desperate because so often when we get to that point and we're desperate, we don't make the right decisions. Like we have to start recognizing these things earlier and realize that the catalyst isn't, isn't that moment. Like we're, we are the catalyst to that change. Like we have to make those decisions and start turning things in the right direction. Um, you know, catalyst still has a play, you know, place to play in that, but I hope to help people realize that earlier than when I did. Um, you know, because life can get pretty dark, uh, when you let it get there, you know? So as far as the build you system, the build you system is, is a combination of, uh, you know, I also call my individual program, the level up life map, map, right? And what it is, is it's kind of a combination of everything that has gotten me to this point. So I essentially squish down from 2019 when I started my business that I grew successfully to today and everything that I've done to both grow that successful business and also holistically rebuild myself and it's essentially combining all of those skill sets into a program where i can 
I can work with, you know, founders or, or other leaders to get to a point, you know, they don't necessarily have to leave their business. I did because that was no longer my purpose, but give you the skills to, you know, find fulfillment on the balance sheet because there, there is a piece that that has to play. But more importantly, find fulfillment beyond the balance sheet. Um, those things that you cannot find fulfillment through at work. And there is this holistic piecing together of fulfillment on both sides of those where you can really start to find some harmony in what you're doing. Um, and I really do believe it's a, it's a formula that, that can lead you towards a much more happy, fulfilled, and joyous life um, where you're there and you're present and you're able to actually participate in those moments with your kids. And you're not, you're not missing their first dance recital or, or their first step. You know, you're there for those and not just there, but like you're actually there, presently there. I love that so much. And here's why, because there's a huge connection to what you just said. People, there's, there's a, there's a huge misconception out there that in order to find your purpose or find your way, you have to hit rock bottom. You have to go through something severe and that's not the case. And primarily what you're doing or what you're saying is let my sacrifice save you. Right. And yep. I, I tie that in. I'm, I'm pretty spiritual myself a little bit. Some people might say, but I tie that into like the sacrifice that Jesus made to save us. You know, let our struggle and our journey help you change yours to where you can find fulfillment and you can find your purpose and you can continue to grow in life so that you don't have to go through what you went through or what someone else is going through. And I love that Absolutely. angle and I love that approach that you're taking and, and hats off to you, Austin, because that's, that's pretty awesome. And now how do you define purpose in your life? Like my current purpose or for somebody else? For you. For me, my, my purpose in my life is to be that present father for my daughter and to live out fully, completely serving others. Not in just like the way I used to. I used to help people find jobs and there's, there's value in that for sure. Um, but I really want to help those folks that just feel lost um, and guide them to whatever their purpose may be. So it's being present for my daughter and honestly helping people find what's most important to them. And I just, I find so much value to that. My favorite moments, I love helping folks that are lost right now, but my absolute favorite moments are when I get a young up and coming entrepreneur or high achiever who maybe isn't a dad yet, or, you know, isn't a mom yet. And they reach out because they see the things that I'm putting out there and they say, Hey, I want to get in front of this. Like those moments, those are the moments that I just got like, you know, goosebumps thinking about it. Those mm. moments where I can help guide that person to doing better than I did, you know, like that, that right there is what fills me up. That's awesome. That's it. Is there a specific moment that you can think of um, that has happened maybe recently that has really said, wow, what I'm doing is the right thing? Yeah, there's a, there's a gal that I've been working with who had always kind of run away from things in life. Um, you know, had a pretty difficult childhood and very difficult childhood. And, you know, had gotten in, kind of lived a lot like I did. You know, gotten into the gotten into the military, did all these things, um, had gotten to a point in her life that she was much happier with, but just didn't like had a very transactional relationship with people in her life. And it was because she was just mentally not there. She wasn't spiritually there. She wasn't mentally there. 
she was filling it with things like alcohol and just these unhealthy coping mechanisms, you know, was very high performing in her job, was constantly getting promoted, things like that, but just felt this just unfulfilled, unwhole nature to her life. And, you know, over the last couple of months that we worked together, you know, and she said this to me just a couple weeks ago, that she felt a connection with her daughter like she'd never felt before in her life, that she felt like her daughter finally trusted her. She felt like her daughter was coming to her, to her for advice. Her daughter would ask her to go with her when she was out running errands, just to spend time with her. And she's like, I honestly never thought I would get there. Um, and so just getting alcohol out of her life, refocusing on, you know, piecing together this more full picture of what fulfillment actually looks like for her. Um, it, it started to manifest itself in much healthier relationships at home, which is obviously starting to translate to work, which is obviously then, you know, filling up inside of her. And it's just, it's a beautiful process to watch. That is even just to hear about it. It's a beautiful process. Now, how do you stay balanced in your life? I, truly believe that freedom is found through discipline. And what I, most people think the lifestyle that I lead, you know, for example, I had somebody say recently, you know, don't you feel like a militant, you know? And, (laughs) and I said, I said, no, you know, like I'm actually a very spontaneous person when, when that time is there, but I'm very disciplined in my routine. You know, I get up at the same time every day. I do the same things every single day in the morning. Um, I go to the gym at the same time. I do things with my daughter at the same time. I pray at the same time. I almost eat the same thing for lunch every day. I just do all of these little things because I firmly believe if you just continue to do those, those things compound and they start to lead you to, you know, if you can understand your environment, you can take control of the things you can control in your environment. Um, it leads you to having more freedom in many other areas of your life. Um, I had what a lot of people would call freedom in my last business because I could do whatever I wanted. Right. Um, and I kind of did that too. I didn't have a routine. I wasn't as disciplined in many other areas. Um, and suddenly that business just kind of swelled up to where I kind of called it like my prison cell. That's what it felt like. You know, whereas when I live like this, with this routine and this discipline to do the things I have to do, even when I don't want to, I have so much more time on the outside of that to be there and be present and, be happy with my daughter and the people that need me in my life. Um, and I firmly believe that, you know, freedom comes through being disciplined and doing the things you have to do. Well, now on that same note, we live in a pretty destructive world with all kinds of things being thrown at us all the time, whether it's through social media or even people around us. How do you stay focused and disciplined with all the distractions around? I think our environment has a lot to say about what we are. Um, I am very strict with myself. I don't really, I don't really go on social media other than LinkedIn where I build my business and LinkedIn is very different than let's say Instagram or, you know, X or Facebook. You know, I feel like there's so much fluff and distraction and negativity in those areas. And, you know, there's that saying, we are what we eat. Right. And mm-hmm. it's so true. Like if you eat like crap, you're going to feel like crap. Well, I think the confusion around that sometimes is we think of physical food, when in reality, it's everything that we consume. It's the media we consume. It's the consumption of what other people are telling us about ourselves, the friends that we have. Like we're also consuming their energy and their, their opinions, right? And so 
environment is probably one of the most important pieces to growing as an individual. And you can really control that. You can control the people you let in your life. You can control how much time you let yourself be online, control how much negativity you try and see in your day. Um, and I feel like if you filter those out, it allows you to stay much more balanced for sure. I love that. I wrote a blog about that last week. Everything's consumption from the music to the TV, to the people you talk to, to this podcast. We're both consuming energy from each other and in a positive way. I really, really love it and am enjoying your story. Uh, but what a valid and solid point. Now, through all the work that you do and the people that you help, what legacy do you hope to leave behind? You know, my legacy that I hope to leave behind is I hope when my daughter, and I wrote a post about this recently, I hope when my daughter starts posting on LinkedIn someday and she's talking about what her dad did, that she's proud of, proud of what I did and what I built and the people I impacted. And, and if, she's, if she can feel that way, then I think I've served my purpose. Very nice. Great answer. Now, let's fast forward. Let's say January 1 of 2025, you make the front page. And I know we're not really paying attention to news or any of that. But hypothetically speaking, <laughs> you, you make the front page of the most world-renowned newspaper. It tells you how much news I watch, right? What would you like that headline to say about you and what you accomplished through 2024? I would say the man who redefined success. Man, that is strong. That was boom. That was good. Now, there are a lot of people struggling out there to find their purpose and find their path. And this is something you specialize in. If somebody's coming to you today and saying, I don't know what to do, what's some advice that you could give right now to somebody listening, wanting to? find their purpose so one of the exercises that i do a lot of times there's there's actually a couple there's a couple of interlocking exercises that i do a lot of it comes through deep reflection that i typically will give them like you know some sort of a prompt to think about most people think meditation is clearing your mind completely i think you can meditate with a prompt in your mind of like i want to think about everything that i have enjoyed from the past when were those moments that i was truly filled up Right. And just let those run through your head. That's totally fair meditation too. So I think a deep reflection, you know, period and realizing that this, this doesn't happen with one or two times. Like, you know, this, this can take months, weeks, right? Like sometimes really finding that takes some time and these will just help accelerate it. So deep reflection on two things. Number one, what are the moments in your life where you were absolutely 100% on top of the world? Where did you feel? filled up? Where did you feel grateful? Where did you feel fulfilled? Because usually in our jobs, those jobs we're good at, but we don't love, right? Like there's so many people that are in a job they they're good at, but they just, they're, you know, do I really want to sell insurance for the rest of my life? Sorry, insurance professionals, but you know, that one obviously doesn't fill me up, right? Like they, they know that there's things they're good at. So for me on that, for example, I looked back into staffing. I was very good at it. And I knew there were some takeaways I could find, right? So the one that filled me up the most was when I could get in a room with people, my team in particular, or a group of job seekers or something like that. And I could coach them up on certain areas where I could help them start to level up, right? Give them, give them things that I had learned, lessons I had learned, things like that. And so I realized there was this coaching component. So, okay, now take that one away. I got coaching over here. Now let's 
let's reflect on what are the things that I did not want? And this might even be more important than things that I like, right? So things that I did not want, did not like, I did not like working for uh, a boss. I didn't like doing, um, you know, X, Y, Z. I didn't like sitting in a cubicle, whatever it might be, right? There's a list of those things too. And then I create kind of some journal prompts and I start just writing about that thing that filled me up or those things that I didn't like. And I just write about it consistently for days on end. Um, I would write, you know, 10, 15 minutes sometimes, but I would give myself very good questions because I firmly believe great answers come from great questions. So give yourself a prompt and write about those things. So now that you've reflected, you've figured out things you don't want, you figured out things you do want, you figured out things that filled you up, you can start kind of connecting the dots between those, right? So if I like, if I really like coaching people up um, and I really want to serve a purpose of, you know, helping people through a similar challenge that I'm really passionate about, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm super passionate about fitness, um, and I do it in my personal time. What areas from my current job am I, are really filling me up that I can apply to fitness and start doing that on the side, right? So mm. whatever it is, like start connecting some of those dots through reflection and writing. And those are, those are probably two of the most powerful tools that I've used. That's amazing. We all have the power to create too. We can create our yep. own destiny and destiny and create our lives however we want them. Well, this Absolutely. has been a great, it's been a great conversation today, Austin. If our listeners want to get a hold of you and, and learn more about the services you provide, is there a website they can go to to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got my website, um, catalystcrew.co. Um, and also LinkedIn is honestly where I spend most of my time and where I do most of my business activities. So you can find me there um, at, uh, on LinkedIn, just Austin Moore with Catalyst Crew. And uh, you'll find me there. Feel free to shoot me a, a message if you ever want to chat. Perfect. And we'll, we will also attach all of that to the show notes. That way, if someone's on the website, they can just click and go. Sounds like a plan, brother. I really appreciate all this. Oh, man. Thank you so much for taking the time today out of your busy day to, to chat with us. We really appreciate you and all that you do. Absolutely right. I really, really enjoyed getting to know you, my friend. And I appreciate uh, letting me have your uh, platform for an hour. Oh, man. Pleasure was all mine. Thanks, Austin. Balanced Purpose Podcast was created and hosted by me, Ray Trevino, and is produced and edited by Nick Galtney. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check us out at balancedpurposepodcast.com and on Instagram at balancedpurposepodcast. Remember, finding your purpose is a journey, not a destination, and it takes time and effort to achieve balance. Make it a great day.